Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Straight up with Stassi. Hi, everyone. I'm Stassi Schroeder. She's the star of Bravo's Vanderpump Rules. I'm here to talk about pop culture, reality TV, celeb gossip, relationships. Stassi's new podcast is a hilarious look at the world and everyone in it. I want to give my opinion on everything. And she's never one to hold back on any topic. Because that's what I do best. Judge. <laughs> this is Straight Up with Stassi. You guys... I have such an exciting guest today. It's someone that I've actually met a few times, and I always tell people when he comes up in conversation that he's one of the most gracious people I've ever met. Um, besides like doing everything, like literally everything, he was a model, photographer, a judge, he has his own radio show, now he has his own well, a web series that you created yourself, uh, Nigel Barker. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. Are you kidding? I'm delighted. Do you know, like, I remember growing up, well, I was oh, like- Oh, God, here we go. Yeah, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to age you, but listen. <laughs> no, I just got that downstairs when I arrived, too. These two ladies at your front desk jumped up screaming. I'm like, oh, my God, I was like 12 when that's I was- That's what I was just about to say. And I'm like, thank you. I've known exactly who you were since I was 12 years old, which- I'm sure that flatters you now that you have, you have children, so... Now my kids are 12, yeah, it makes me feel delighted. Now, no, you know, it is what it is, and I'm, I am actually, to be honest, I am honoured to have had the opportunity to certainly talk to people for such a long time. You yeah. Know? It's like I, I, I meet people and they are like old friends. Even though I don't know them, they'll say, oh, I remember when your kid was born. I remember when, you know, when you, you had your daughter and you were in South America and they, they start, you know, quoting things that you've said and you're like... Okay, I didn't mean it that much. Or that was then, this is now. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. That must be trippy to be like in the public eye for so long. It, it, it is in certain ways. I mean, obviously, there's a certain demo for sure, right? Because I've been working in fashion and I mm -hmm. feel that, you know, that it's, those people who are in fashion are really, they love what they do. They love fashion. They love clothes and they love everything that's connected to it, whether it's America's Next Top Model, which is obviously the show that I worked on for so long, or The Face with Naomi Campbell and all these characters like Tyra Banks and Miss J and, you know, Pauline Boris Grover, Twiggy. And you just, you know, the list goes on and on and on about these great fashion kind of icons who I've had the chance to work with. And everyone gets so excited when they think about them because yeah. fashion is fun, right? I mean, fashion the is most fun. It's like what I look forward to every day. Which, I, by the way, what you're wearing today, I, I, I'm loving this choice of outfit for election day. <laughs> this, this sort of, the, the, you have to, if you could, I have to describe you right now because you're wearing, first of all, obviously you're always gorgeous. You're stunning. You're a beautiful lady. Thank you. But you know, you're wearing these white sort of bleached jeans, which are not just ripped. I'm talking about like a bomb They're went destroyed, off. They're destroyed, but a bomb did go off. You know what I mean? My world is going, a bomb is going off in my world. Well, you've got great legs. And so it's sort of, it's slightly kind of putting off because I'm kind of 
kind of look at your legs every five seconds. I'm like, no, look, chin up, look in the eyes. Thank you. You know what? Maybe you should give me some like single advice because I'm newly single. What, what 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 kind of advice am I meant to give you at this point? I mean, what are you looking for? Really, I feel like I'm bad at dating. Should I not wear ripped jeans? Like, what do what what should I wear when I go out on dates? Well, I think this is the thing. I mean, guys are very, I think, sort of. I hate to say it, but we are pretty single tracked in things, and mm-hmm. you know, and first and foremost, I hate to say it, but that first look, that first. When you first see something, guys are very much, oh, do I like her? Do I find her attractive? Do I, fa- do I fancy her? All those things, first and foremost, where I think that girls, women will be, oh, I like what he's saying a little bit more. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, that's yes. interesting. Oh, he's kind. Oh, he's kind of, he's funny. You know, yeah. he's, those things which, I, which guys are like, that's a secondary thing. And then they're like, oh, God, you know, after the first, second date, you know what? I quite like her. She's kind of funny. She's cool. When a girl may not even go on that first date unless they think she's, this guy's going to make her laugh. You're right. You're 100% correct. So that's one of those things where you just need to be, I think, be careful with the messages you send. Not to say ripped jeans, because I just think, actually think they look rather awesome I, on you. Thank you. So it doesn't say, like, I'm easy. No, not, not <laughs> this doesn't. This is says, like, she is wild and she's will take risks and you know this is not a look that you see very often in fact i don't sure that i've ever seen this particular look uh, but in a good way wow well see i'm going on a plane right after this and they're the most comfortable jeans ever and i don't like having my legs like restricted well, who, it who makes travels me feel- in jeans first of all that's a really good point. I mean, it's like... They if, di- you know, it digs into your back fat and it gets uncomfortable. Well, if you're a boy, it, the, the, front, oh, the front is the problem, right? Because they sucks. rides up and you're like constantly moving. You see guys in seats constantly in interviews doing this, but they lift themselves up and down. Yes. And then what they're doing is, if you ever wonder what's happening, ladies and gentlemen, you'll even see the presidential candidates doing this. They're readjusting themselves. It's rather disgusting, but that's actually what's going on. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to be able to turn away whenever I see a dude doing that. No, you'll see it... Co- newscaster they'll be talking like sort of you know, Anderson Cooper and he'll just sort of all of a sudden move himself in his chair what's happened is he's got he's basically got ill-fitting pants on oh <laughs> so my goodness he's getting the squeeze interesting these are the things you learn on my radio show we'll the see- gentleman's code where we just break down what it means to be a guy today and all the things we need to change wait see this is what I love about you because it's very hard to go I think to be in the fashion industry and to also be so relatable and to be somebody that really wants to help people and you have a book you had a book where it's about I do finding yep. your inner beauty correct? I did yeah it was one of my first books it was called Beauty Equation um, that came out I guess four five six years ago now um, I came out with another one recently called Models of Influence uh, which is really 50 women who for me epitomize what it means to be not just a model but truly a supermodel and they're not all household names as supermodels. Obviously, there are many of the big supermodels who are in there, the Christy Tellingsons, the Naomi Campbells, Tyra Banks. Right. But there are also people like Naomi Sims, who, in, for example, in the 60s, for those of you who don't know, was the, the, really the first African-American model to be on the cover of a magazine because she fought for it, was the first African-American woman to be on a TV commercial in 1967. That's when the first you know, African-American was on a TV commercial. That's crazy. We have an African-American president right now. And hopefully today we're going to have our first female president. Woo! Hashtag I'm with her. Just saying. <laughs> well, that, but that's really great that you're all about, I like that you're about making people feel good about themselves. And I noticed that watching America's Next Top Model because not to go back to that or date 
you at all, even though it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. But you made me. I, I was a girl watching it, and I remember the moment. I remember exactly where I was when Janice Dickinson said something about um, someone being fat, and Tyra Banks went nuts. Do you remember this? Yeah, of course. I remember sitting on my bed as a, a, a young girl, just being like, "Oh my god, this." Thank you, Tyra Banks. And you were always somebody that was very encouraging of each model. Like, I never felt like you intimidated them. You never made them feel less than. Oh, I, I, well, I didn't see any point in any of that. For me, you know, one of the wonderful things about that show, and listen, people, there are lovers, there are haters. It's all good. You know, quite frankly, I think if you do anything good out there in the public eye, in pop culture, you know, whether it's radio, television, no matter what it is, it's going to be polarizing. And there will always be people who love you and hate you. But it's better to be loved and hated than ignored, let's face it, right? Absolutely. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. Um, and on Top Model, I feel that, you know, that one of the things that we did was bring up sort of lots of conversations about size, about shape, about color. Um, big issues that you don't normally connect with fashion and beauty. In fact, we, th those, you know, the fashion industry had been blamed for people not being tall enough or not being slim enough or you know, having, you know, anti, being anti-full-figured uh, and all these sorts of things. And you know, So we brought on petite models. We brought on full-figured models. We, we brought in new language so we wouldn't say plus size. We would say full-figured. And shows like Top Model and Tyra were responsible for big changes like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Which is one of the reasons why she is a model of influence in my book. Not yes. because she's just one of the biggest, highest grossing models of all time, but because she brought around a fundamental change in the way beauty is considered today. And it's because of people like Tyra and because of all the models in my book, Models of Influence, that you'll read that will, and I'll get you a copy signed next please, time I see you. Please. I should have done that. I, but anyway, I apologize, but we'll have one sent to you. Um, and it, you'll, it's, it's a really a, an uplifting read about actually how so many of these women um, fought for big changes, not just in, in beauty, but also in, in the business, the way people, women run their businesses because of people like Cindy Crawford, who fought for the, you know, uh, uh, the very first beauty campaigns and, and wouldn't take no for an answer and, and ended up you know, being the face of major campaigns for years on end, even when she's into her 40s and what have you. So, That's amazing. Do you think that you started writing these books um, because you have children? Or was that something that you felt even before you had children? Well, that's a very astute observation, actually, because, and I'll be, I'll be the first to admit it, um, before kids, I don't think that I was nearly as philanthropic or uh, I don't think, you know, I was, I, I'm just a normal guy, to be honest with you. No, you're not. Well, I, I think not I, at all. I think I am. <laughs> I do think I am. And I do think, you know, that I remember one of the very first times I really kind of woke up to the world around me and, and had a sort of an epiphany, if you like. And I, I was ch asked to grant a wish for a child from the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, a girl called Nikki Mueller. And I was, I was like, oh, yeah, sure. She'd watched Top Model. She wanted to be a model for a day. She'd had leukemia. And I'm being very flippant with the way I describe it, because you'll understand why. And, and then she, was, you know, she wanted to be a model. I'm like, sure, absolutely. What an honor. And I'm there and I'm shooting her. And it's a big thing. We've got lots of people. There's cameras. They're videoing and filming the whole thing. They're creating a little like, PSA for the Make-A-Wish Foundation at the same time. You know, top models riding high. And I've got all these models in front of me. This young girl, she's I think she was 13, 14 years old, right? So you was 12 when you watched Top Model for the mm -hmm. first time. So she, it was, she was really excited. She stood in front of my camera. Her arm was wizened and all sort of shrunken by her, by her side. And she faced me with this sort of scarred arm. And she had this beautiful face, stunning face, huge eyes. She looked down the barrel of my lens. And I thought, okay, I'll take a couple of shots like this. Then I'm going to turn her because the other side is perfect. 
in inverted right. commas. There's no scars. The arm is fine, not withered, not shrunken, nothing. Um, I did a couple of pictures and I said, okay, Nikki, now turn, just give, show me the other side, give me, you know, work the other angle. And she looked at me straight down the barrel of my lens and said, uh, no, I'd rather not. This is, and she grabbed her arm and she said, this is who I am. This is why I'm here. And, um, and I, this is a part of my story. And for that very moment, for the first time in my life, I looked at a girl and her huge eyes and I thought, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. You're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen and photographed. And you've just redefined what it means to be beautiful to me. <laughs> you know? That is, oh my God. That's really, that is a story. And so it's, wow. it, it changed my life. I mean, and I've been a wish granter with the Make-A-Wish Foundation for years since then. And I truly believe that actually that, that the essence of giving back in that moment is one of those things where you, you realize that you have a wish to be granted too, and that every one of us has a wish inside of us, and it's the wish to be the best person we can possibly be, and then to have an understanding of life, and to, and to realize it and feel it. And it, look, no matter whether you work in fashion, which is such a, an exclusive, sort of elitist and you know, complicated and convoluted world, but it's full, also full of really wonderful, extraordinary people, many of which who have been rejected by society because they're gay, because they're weird, because they're arty, because they're not good at sciences, because they go to school and they're not very good students half the time because of the kind of the ways you know, studies and, and schools are set up. They're not set up for people who are necessarily creative minds, you know, people who are dyslexic, and got, you know, for some odd reason they find themselves in fashion because that part of their brain actually works really well and um, you know you've got a lot of the weirdos and the freaks and, and then there's the odd person like me too who tries to be a weirdo and a freak but it's actually very normal <laughs> uh, you know that's, it's interesting that you say that because I never understood why people in the fashion industry get a bad reputation uh, for being rude or cold because everyone that I've met in the fashion industry has been so kind and so cool and warm and welcoming. I always expect to go in and be in, in just really insecure or I feel like it's going to be the Devil Wears Prada or some shit. You know what I mean? And everyone's really cool. Well, you are disarming. I think that's, that's your weapon. I don't give them a choice. That's your weapon. I you bully know? them into being nice to me. So you have those huge eyes and those big, they, you bat your eyelids and in, all in the right way. It's like that thing where you're like, oh. She's so, she's like a like a really really pretty deer or lamb, and I'm like, what can I do for you? Uh, let me help you. Trust me, it's not all like that. There are a lot of people in the business, in every business, FYI, that are right? assholes, that are difficult, that are assholes, right? Exactly, and just I'm not out there for anyone except themselves. Yeah. And of course, when it plays out in fashion, because it's just such a it seems like such a vacuous thing. It's like it's the way you dress, it's the way you look, it's all about your exterior. But the reality I completely is, disagree with that. Well, that's the thing. Of course it is. It's, of course it's not about that. Right? It's about who you are as a person. And in fact, the nicer you are, the more beautiful you are. That's true. That's the secret. Absolutely. And in the fashion industry, I'm sorry, but, but getting dressed is just a way of expressing, of, make, yourself. of expressing yourself and making yourself feel the best version of yourself. And which in turn will make you a kinder person because you're feeling good. So about going yourself. back to your your uh, you know amazingly okay. shredded jeans when yes. you put them on this morning, did you sort of what were you thinking? What was your kind of comment thought to yourself? Um, uh, I wanted to be comfortable but cool. You know what I mean? Well, definitely cool. I mean, the ventilation in those jeans is something else. I Listen, I feel so comfortable right now because you're really not wearing anything. Pretty much. That's what my dad said this weekend. So he was just here with me. See, all right, see, I'm, I'm being a dad now. Yeah, I've got two being... kids, but nonetheless, I'm a dad who's not you know looking at you thinking well you look great you look amazing but at the same time i'm like wow 
you're like, what the, what the heck is going on over there? Yeah, my dad was like, you're naked. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But you are wearing a turtleneck, a sort of cashmere turtleneck yeah. all the way up to the top. So it's it's very much sort of business on top and party on the bottom. I think you're going to have to call this the it's sort of fashion a- mullet is what's happening here. Oh, my God. Now I know why everyone's been staring at me on the streets of New York. Well, it's because like a little bomb went off at the bottom it, part. It is. My dad t- said that it looks like a pack of wolves got me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Yes. I love them, though. They just went for your jeans. The rest of you is good. That's it. Exactly. Um, Okay, wait. Can I ask you about your radio show? Absolutely. So uh, it's called Gentleman's Code. And it's on SiriusXM on Andy Cohen's channel. Radio Andy. Radio Andy. Um, uh, We are live every Tuesday, and it's channel 102. For an hour. So you take callers, correct? I do. Absolutely. So what, what... Will you just describe what what you set out to do with that radio show? I mean, listen, I, I just think that there's the, the, you know, the definition of what it means to be a man has changed so much, right? And, and that when you think about all the stereotypes of, of masculinity and, and quite, quite frankly, even what it means to be a woman, right? It's all changed. Right. I, I hate expressions like metrosexual and, you know, oh, you're in touch with your feminine side. I'm like, guess what, guys? You need to man up and understand what it means to be a guy today. And it has nothing to do with your sexuality. It has nothing to do with your strength. It has nothing to do with your, you know, I don't know, your IQ or or where you come from in the country. Or, you know, it, it has to do with, quite frankly, how classy you are as a person, how, you know, your etiquette, your courage, your bravery, you know, your uh, sensitivity. You're like a Disney prince. You're like every girl's dream. Well, thank you Your wife is a very lucky lady. Well, I, I, well, hey, we've been together for 22 years, so we've- That's incredible. We've been together for forever. It's our 17th wedding anniversary coming up. Um, so, you know, we've been together for ages. Congratulations. Thank you. That's amazing. So you're basically out to help men. I just want guys to have a place to go. Like, I, listen, let's have a, a show where we can talk about it. And the thing is, too, I think it's interesting for women to hear about guys as well who, from a different perspective. And we've had some great guys on. You know, people like Michael Strahan has just been on recently. We had Jerry Seinfeld on. Oh, wow. Um, we have the Jonas Brothers. And, you know, th- these guys are all from different walks of life. We've had, you know, everything from athletes to soldiers to regular guys on the show as well. And t- in fact, I'm going to be interviewing Mickey Boardman from Paper Magazine, who I love, uh, later on today. And, uh, you know, he's hilarious and an incredible character. And I think it's interesting when you talk to these all these different guys in different stages of their life who are not just doing one thing, but doing multiple different things and, and being, you know, and, and some have come from broken families, some are together. It's, it's, it's okay. We don't have to be perfect. But what we have to be is understanding and we have to be caring. We have to be willing to listen. And um, we have to be willing to stand up and, 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 and man up um, for everyone around us, men and women. It isn't about he for she. It isn't about he for he. It's about, if you want, we for we. And we all need to do this together. And I think it's fabulous that we might have a female president. I think we're going to, right? But at the same time, same token, you know, one of the things I love about her and what I heard about her just do yesterday was reach out to the other side and say, hey, listen, even if you didn't vote for me, I'm going to fight for you. And that's the kind of person that we need at the top, male or female, someone who can go across any kind of party line and political line and say I'm for everybody regardless whether you like me or not and right. I can tell you being a dad when my children do something bad you look at them and go god I hate you right now <laughs> but I love you always and I'll always do the right thing for you and that's what we need in the president 
Yeah, absolutely. So, Sorry, I'm on my present. It's, it's the week. You can't yeah, get away from it, you right? You can't get it. You really can't. You can't escape it. I'm actually like really excited for it to finally be over so we can all like get back to I normal know. and enjoy life. Um, uh, so your show sounds like a show that girls would like to listen to like I want to listen to that because I thought it was just for men it's not now I can hear what dudes are really thinking well think about it I'm on radio Andy that's right? true so you know Andy Cohen when he first asked me to do a show it was about a year ago a year and a half ago when he was launching the channel and I got a call and I was on vacation actually and uh, he said you know Nigel can you do interest doing a show for me and I've got this new radio show it's gonna be you know network radio Andy and you want to do a fashion show and I'm like eh, you know I said, look, I love fashion, but that's all I talk about most of the time. I'd like to do this. It's called, I'm thinking of calling it the gentleman's code. And his first reaction was like, well, how's that going to react with a female audience? Because obviously our audience is predominantly female. Right. And I said, well, my audience is also predominantly female um, from America's Next Time Model and working in fashion forever. But I said, listen, it's also good to talk to women about what it means to be a man today. Men can tune in and listen, but it's kind of like inside chat on how a guy thinks. Yes, And who doesn't want to know that? Everyone wants to know that. So the guys talk about dating too and what they're looking for. So if you're thinking about how guys date and all the rest of it, tune in. We've had Olympic athletes on talking about dating and all the rest of it. It's hilarious. We had Connor Dwyer on, you know, he got a gold medal in just a recent Rio Olympics and he's talking about dating and what he does. And he's, to be honest with you, he's quite lost on how to do it and, and, uh, you know, he's confused and it's interesting to go through the whole subject with him too. It really is. Well, dating is confusing. Listen, I'm glad I'm not a part of it. I, I didn't do any of that. None of the sort of internet dating. That wasn't a part of my uh, world. It's the worst. It's the worst. It's one disappointment right after the next. That's right. No, it's tough. It's I think tough, I'm just going to, you know, my generation, we should just be alone forever. Well, that's, you know, I think I, that's obviously ridiculous. But, you know, you someone like. two dogs. Well, there you go. <laughs> and what, what are they? A Yorkie Shih Tzu and a Malty Poo. I don't even know what that is. But yes, it sounds like a cocktail. They're that little, sounds delicious. It does. It they do sound like cocktails. They They're do. adorable. They're little babies. I'm like that typical chick that has like two small dogs. No, I have a little dog too. He's a rescue called Memphis from Tennessee. That's so cute. He looks like every mutt you've ever seen running around the streets of some third world country. But yes, he is very cute. I love it. Um, okay, so you guys know that I have sensitive skin. I have psoriasis. I can't just put anything on my face because that shit is not going to work for my skin. That's why I've become really excited about this sponsor, Kopari, because it's all natural stuff. It's basically just like healthy. It's like health on your face. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kopari Beauty, uh, they produce moisturizers, hair stuff. They smell great. There's no sulfate, silicones, GMOs, parabens, none of that stuff. It's all 100% organic coconut oil, which coconut oil, is that just like the holy grail of like health shit? Because I feel like if you anything you do with it, it's good for you. You can eat it. You can do that like mouth pulling thing. I used to do that. You can put it in your hair. It's just so good for you. I'm going to go through some of their products. They have a sh- coconut sheer oil. So that's like a light and Uh, facial moisturizer they have a balm and that's for basically someone like me that has super dry skin they have a scrub uh, but my favorite 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 thing and I use this almost every day is the coconut body glow because we know that I love to tan well like fake tan I like to look tan because you know what just makes us look hotter so I just put that on every single day and it's like a moisturizer that makes you hot 
Seriously. So please, you guys, you have to go check it out because I'm giving you 20% off your order. If you go to koparibeauty.com slash Stassi, that's K-O-P-A-R-I beauty.com slash Stassi, and you get 20% off. 20% off goes a long way with this shit, you guys. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Um, uh, I love decorating my apartment. I love giving gifts to people that have something to do with interior design. And there's nothing that's more special than actually a photograph. Uh, I know it's it's very expensive to get photographs or pieces of art framed. I mean, I brought, I, I remember this like painting that I had to a frame store and it cost me $500. A painting only cost $50. But seriously? It's so unfair. So FrameBridge is a website that allows you to upload your favorite photos. You can also mail them in, but you can upload even from Instagram. You can go through your Instagram, pick your favorite Instagram photo, upload it to FrameBridge.com and choose from a ton of different frames and different sizes. And they'll just send that straight to your door. And I'm telling you, it's so cheap. Their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. In addition to that, my listeners are getting 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when you use my code STASI. I've actually like Snapchatted the frame that I got from Framebridge. I'll do it again when I get home uh, from my New York vacation. It's one of my favorite things in my room, well, in my uh, living room, and I get complimented on this photograph all the time. Anybody who comes into my apartment loves this photograph, loves the frame that I chose. It looks really expensive and it wasn't. So go to framebridge.com and use my promo code Stasi and you'll save an additional 15% off your first order. Talking pop culture, reality TV, celebrity gossip, relationships and more. This is Straight Up with Stasi. Um, okay, can I go way way back? Sure. You do everything. You legitimately, oh. you're like a, a little empire. Well, I wouldn't say little, a huge empire. I, how did you just go from modeling to photography to being like one of the top photographers to then getting on America's Next Top Model? Was there ever a moment where you're like, what the F? How did this happen? So it's funny, you know, that moment happened to me just recently, actually. I was... You know, I, I just released a, a just l- recently. Well, I, well, I, I, I spe- specifically just happened just recently that I remember. I mean, because there's been those moments in your life where you're like, oh, wow, 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 wow. Most of the time, though, think about it. We run through life. We rarely look back. We hardly ever stop and smell the roses. Right. We, we, we you know, we're, we're not. Most of us are not in the moment. We're, we're, we're like two steps ahead, and 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 you know. Finally, we're like, oh, wow, what did I just do? Oh, that was really cool. And then you look at pictures and you're like, oh, yeah, that was the greatest day. But actually, it was really a crap day. But you just look back at it and the pictures look amazing. You're like, oh, right. my God, I was with Taylor Swift. And you're like, yeah, but that was a really hard day. And I hardly spoke to her. Anyway, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm going past here. But, but, but just recently, I was on set. I was photographing my new collection of furniture. I have a furniture you- collection. Right? Are you kidding me? No, I have nine nine rooms, two hundred and forty SKUs. It's at Art Van Furniture in the Midwest in sixty stores, and I was photographing it on the walls of my photographs 
for the first time on sale, this particular whole series. Um, and on the table in this room were all my books. And I sat there whilst I was making the call and I was still so rushing, you know, rushing. Everyone sat wearing T-shirts that have NB1, which is the name of my collection. Everyone, the entire crew, there's a hundred odd people running around making TV commercials. We're doing all this stuff. And I'm, you know, you're just there. You're, all this is happening around you. And suddenly I kind of looked up, saw my book. I looked up and I saw my chair and my table. Then I looked up and I saw my photograph on the wall. I looked over to my, this team of people all looking at me, looking at monitors, all wearing NB1 t-shirts on. And I went, what the hell's happening? That is nuts. I'm like, this is crazy. That's wild. So I had like this ridiculous moment of like, Jesus, Nigel, just, just for a second, stop and realize where you are, what's happened, how lucky you are that you've got two beautiful kids and a wife. And that would be enough for anybody. Um, and you were very hum and you, I, it was a very humbling moment. And I, I constantly try and reference that moment and trying, you know, you, you feet on the ground, feel the ground underneath you. And I, I speak to people all the time on social media when they say to me, oh, you know, like, how do I take a great picture? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I'm like, well, the most important thing is to really stop yourself. Stop. Just stop. Look, you can see beauty any and everywhere in the most difficult places, in the most hard places, in a rainy day, in a miserable scenario, there is beauty lurking and hiding everywhere. And it's up to you to see it, sense it, and feel it. Even in absolute desperation, and I tell you, I've been to Haiti after the earthquakes and shot a documentary. I've been to Africa and done documentary films out there with you know pediatric AIDS clinics. And I've seen bravery and courage and human spirit against all the odds and those moments you realize well god and there's me complaining about something because of the rush hour traffic or because of the heat or because and here's someone who's lost their entire family and yet they're striving to make the world better in their poor country and have hope to make a difference that is true beauty i think i'm just gonna like start calling you buddha <laughs> you're like one of the wisest people i've ever met I'm you're just like old. oh like, like, what's the dude in Star Wars? Yoda? That's you. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a little taller than Yoda. I, I do have a similar haircut to Yoda. <laughs> Just, Yoda and I. In fact, looking at this picture of myself right now, because I'm on this video thing, I actually look a bit like Yoda right now. I've these headphones <laughs> on my ear. I'm looking like Yoda. That's actually really funny. Thank you for that Yoda <laughs> reference. I call you a gorgeous girl wearing these crazy... <laughs> and she tells me I look like Yoda. I see. I don't even know where to go with that because it's actually a compliment. But anyway, I'll it take really it. It really is. I'll, I'll You're just so and, wise. I'll take it. I'll so take uplifting. It. Like do, when people meet you, are they just do, do they do they tell you that? Well, I, <laughs> or do do you get complimented twenty four seven? No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Listen, lucky for me, when you're a tall tall guy, I'm six foot four, and you've got a shaved head. Um, quite frankly, people avoid you. So you know, they <laughs> wait, just, really? They people just, avoid you? They just see this guy with a shaved head walking down. They're like, "Oh God, here comes some kind of nutter." I'm going <laughs> to leave him alone. Don't look. No eye contact. Um, you know, if I wear a suit and I'm all dressed up and dolled up, kind of thing, people will look at me and go, "Oh, it's Nigel Parker." But when I wear like now, I'm wearing jeans and it's, you know, t-shirt. It's kind of incognito because it's funny how people associate you with your fashion. Yes, that right? is so true. So it, I don't need to do the baseball cap or any of that. Quite frankly, like I said, just being a big, tall guy with a shaved head is enough, is intimidating enough for most people just to look down at the ground when I walk by and, and let me go. So occasionally someone will hear my voice um, as I'm paying for something in the you know, Pret-a-Manger or yeah, Starbucks. I, I would stop in my tracks and if I like, heard And they kind of go like this. <gasps> yes. And I hear that. And I'm like, hi. And they're like, 
you know, and I, I can just see time is racing by in their head. Yes. They're, they're trying to track back to the day they first saw me. And every, you can see it in their faces. And they're like, I was, I was, I was. And I'm like, 12? You're t- yes. <laughs> and, and I'm like, yes, okay. I just, can I just get the receipt? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but anyway. I have a new show. I know. So a photography show. Absolutely. Top photographer. Yes. And it's a web series on Adorama TV. Is it's that how on, I say it? Exactly. It's YouTube, right? So I've never done a show on YouTube before, but we wanted to do a show on YouTube because having two kids, as we've been talking about my kids, that's all they watch. That's where to, that's where it's at now. They turn the television on, they go to YouTube through the, you know, and, and they watch all the YouTube shows on TV. And so I come in, I'm like, oh, this is a great show. What network is this? They're like, it's a YouTube channel. It's, you know, and I'm like, okay, wow. Because now we're sort of streaming it on the massive television screen and it looks fantastic. Um, so we decided to do a show like this, which is, yeah, it's called Top Photographer. It's on Adorama TV. That's the channel. And Adorama is the oldest um, okay. and top retailer of cameras in New York City. And they sponsored the show with me. That's incredible. Right. So they, they have this great um, channel. They already have half a million um, subscribers. So we have that sort of built-in audience of half a million people who subscribe to their channel. That's uh, incredible. It was a lot of fun. It was really, really wonderful. It was one of the fastest shows I've ever recorded because we did one episode a day. So, you're, so how many, how many days? Well, so are far, you we've so far we've done five episodes. So, it's, oh, so it's, so you guys are still filming it. We haven't. We're not still filming it right now. We have an episode airing tonight. It's on every Tuesday, right? So, it, it, Tuesday at seven is when we release new episodes. Um, but it's it's photographers competing against one another. I cast photographers from all over the country. Some from Instagram. Some from. I mean, we cast through social media, but some have huge Instagram feeds, like uh, uh, hundreds of thousands of followers, way more than me. Um, others who have small Instagram followings and small social media feeds. But I loved what they did. They just had to submit photographs, do video. And we had tens of thousands of people subscribe. I mean, enter the competition. Oh, my, that's so exciting. So the winner's been chosen. The winner has been chosen. When was he chosen? Like, when did y'all rap? We rapped about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It's amazing. I mean, that's the other thing. On television, you do a show and it's like three, four months later it comes out. Which, Tell me which about point it. you've done another show or you've done something else and you're like, what happened? Yeah. Like, where was I? And you're trying to do press and they're, and they're reminding you. They give you a tip sheet. Yes. You know, which is like, this is what you said. This is what you do. This, this is, is what, what you have done. This is what happened. Yes. And you're like, oh, okay. And you're trying to remember what happened because it's like so long ago. One of the great things about this, because it was a YouTube show as well, as I said, it, we shot everything in a day each episode meant that there was incredible consistency. So one of the things you, you lose in television, which you have to appreciate when you watch these shows, is, for example, an America's Next Top Model was shot in like five, six days for an episode. Well, it's very hard, really, as a human being, quite frankly, to remember what happened five days ago and react when you're being filmed and interviewed about it as if it just happened. Right. It requires acting. Yeah, it's the worst. And we're not actors. We are people who are reality people, right? So if you become an actor, you kind of lose authenticity. Right, because the most important thing about reality is being is, real and being yourself, being yeah, yourself. and being authentic. And so, unless you're an awesome method actor, you know, which certainly you learn a little bit about because you're trying to, but you just have to be very visceral and in the moment, no matter what. But the great thing about shooting it in a day is you don't, right? Because it just happened. Yeah. So you're still mad, or you're still sad, or you're still in love, or you're still, you know, you're still giddy, you're still all those things. So it's going to be like the best show ever because it's so real. It's a lot of fun. It's it really it's had already had great reactions. In fact, people it's been bizarre. Like 
we put it up for the first episode and what have you and people like William Shatner um, started watching and he started tweeting to me and asking if he could meet me and was asking me about what the cameras they were using and got really into it Bridget Moynihan just was tweeting about it yesterday we've had all these different extraordinary people Chef Irvine was, was, was tweeting about it to all his people Wyclef Jean um, saw it and was like oh my god man I love this show I've got to share it and he was like peace out, peace out and he shared it with, with all his fans with millions of followers and what have you so it, you realize when it affects people like a William Shatner, like a Wyclef Jean, like a Bridget Moynihan, and then everyone else who's out there, the reason why it's affecting them is if you think about it this way. When we were kids, certainly when I was a kid, um, you're given a pencil. And you're given a pencil to learn how to write and to draw. And it's the tool that you use to be creative. We don't give kids pencils anymore. Children are given iPads, phones, and tablets. And even my kids, who are 10 and 7, get their homework, they do it on a laptop, on Google Docs, they share it with their teacher, and that's how they do their homework. That's, that's homework. Really? Oh, absolutely. So my point is here is that the new pencil is, in fact, the camera on the phone. The new pencil is the camera on the iPad because for the very first time in history, we've given everyone the opportunity to take a picture, not just with a camera, but with a phone that everyone has. And so people who couldn't afford a camera, which cost thousands of dollars, and then the film had to cost money to, to, to process and everything else, you don't have to worry about that now. So that's the reason why we're seeing so many amazing photographs on Instagram. It isn't just the filters and all that kind of stuff. Yes, that helps here and there. It's because there are so many wonderful people with incredible eye that we've never had the chance to take a picture before, who for the first time ever are going, oh my God, I can take a great picture. I've got the eye. The same way that when you give people a pencil, they discover, God, I can write. Oh, my goodness, I can illustrate. I can draw. I can cartoon. I can be a graffiti artist. We're giving people the opportunity in the first time in history to become photographers and take photography to a whole new level that we've never seen before. And we don't even know where it's going, which is the reason why, for me, a show like Top Photographer is perfect timing right here, right now, and not to be on network, but to be on YouTube, which, again, is the future. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, let's just do this right. Let's appeal to the people that are the next generation and say, here, I want to be your mentor. I want to be a part of your, your learning curve. And I did this for fashion. Let's do it for photography. And it's a very exciting moment, I think. Oh, my God. I love that because I actually haven't really thought about that. That's that's a new issue for me. The fact that most people couldn't have a camera and so they would never know that they had this ability. And now everyone has that option. Yeah. That is really interesting. It's very interesting, which is, again, one of the reasons why things like selfies became so popular is because, you know, one thing looking in the mirror and walking away, but be able to take a picture of yourself, you know, and then look at yourself. Self-portraiture has been used in phototherapy for literally 100 years, where psychologists get people who have issues mentally to photograph themselves and then look at themselves and, and then realize how they're perceived. Because people think, oh, I'm happy. And they see a picture of themselves and they realize they look miserable. Or they think, I, I, look, I look great. And they look at themselves and go, oh, actually, I don't look that great. And in fact, my book, The Beauty Equation, that came out years ago, was all about that. It was all about taking self-portraits of yourself. In fact, it was the original selfie book, if you like. I read that. Yes, I was reading about the book. And so will you tell me about that? So what, how? Well, because for me, I realized that so, also, so often that perception is, so, is such a large part about how, how we consider ourselves. We, we think we're one way when actually people are being, we're being perceived as another. And it came from my, my, you know, from my own experiences with, you know, I would, when I first got on TV, I would watch myself and be like, God, I look really angry. Or I look really mad. And I wasn't. 
but I just had that. I have a very serious face. Right. I'm quite a passionate person anyway about what I do. And so that can be read a compl- completely another way. So when you realize that you're being read by people, just like when you walk by a bookshop and you see a book sitting there and you're like, oh, I like that cover. I'll buy that book. And you pick it up and you read it and it's actually really dull versus a book that has a really crappy cover. You buy that, you pick it up and you read it and you go, God, this is the best book ever. We, mm-hmm. we read people like we look at books and we see the cover of a book and we go, eh, I don't want it. I love it. Same thing where you're dressed, where you look, your appearance. But my thing is here is, is that you can change that by the way you are as a person. And so by seeing how you're perceived, by acting a different way, by behaving a different way, by giving yourself that sort of inner beauty makeover, you can actually sit up taller, um, have a bounce in your step, all those things which are sexy, actually, when you realize someone's they're like, wow, when you see someone who's in a good mood and they're happy and they're positive and they're confident, they're in instantly sexier than they were before. Or, and quite frankly, those are that, it's that charismatic kind of attitude that we are just um, attracted to. It's very alluring. You, don't, you wonder why. You're hoping it's going to rub off. And, and that's one of the reasons why one person is considered more attractive than the other. When, if you were just to break them down side by side, you might say, well, actually, the other person is more pretty. Yeah. But pretty is also dull, right? So it's all those other things that actually truly make you have that, like, as we like to say, the je ne sais quoi. And so the Beauty Equation book was all about saying, actually, you all have that je ne sais quoi. It's up to you to have compassion for yourself, to allow yourself to be the most beautiful person you can be. And unless you take hold of that, you know, it may never happen, but it's up to you. I love that so much. See, you're so uplifting. Women need to go out and buy this book. So did you come up with the selfie idea on your own? Or was that? It's just been used forever. So the concept of it has, it, you know, it has been used by psychiatrists for the longest time. Take a picture of yourself, a patient, and look at it. And we have mental illness in my family, and my sister suffered from mental illness, and, um, and she very sadly passed away two years ago. She took her I'm own sorry. life. Um, and oh. I, so, it, but it, it, but it can be very debilitating and, and drastic and terrible, when, like in situations like that with my sister. But it made, makes me, and that's one of the reasons why I'm also fighting for people who have mental, you know, illness issues and uh, and want them to be heard and want them to have an opportunity and, and so many of us have mental uh, uh, you know health issues that we just don't address or we brush under the table and certainly coming from England where you know a lot of people who have if any kind of mental illness they're considered to be eccentric or you know um, I don't know avant-garde or whatever and, and it's like well actually no there, there, there's a sadness there there's a greater issue mm-hmm. that we need to discuss and in a world that is consumed with appearance um, in large part you know, to, to talk about that and say, okay, well, how can we deal with that? And what does that mean? And, and give people other tools to discover their full worth. Oh, yes, I'm single. I don't see dudes in underwear that often anymore, but a girl can dream. That's why I go to MacWeldon.com just to look at people in their underwear. You know what I'm saying? Mac Weldon's been one of my favorites since I started this podcast. Uh, they specialize in... Well, premium fabrics and smart design and their simple shopping. I'm telling you, when you go to their website, it's like James Bond or some shit. Like anyone who who looks at all of this underwear, the underwear is so chic. It's so comfortable. When you see your boyfriend or your husband or whomever in Mack Weldon underwear, you're like, damn, you were a four and now you're a nine. You think I'm kidding. I'm not. And I'm going to tell you how I know you, you'll be able to figure out how I'm not kidding. When Patrick and I broke up like the 17th time last summer, he told me that he used my own code to go and get Mac Weldon underwear. Do you know, like, that means he really has to like it when you're going to use your ex-girlfriend's code 
to buy something. But they don't just have underwear. They have socks. They have shirts. It's like undergarment kind of stuff. Um, They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm going to have to Google what antimicrobial is. But it sounds really cool. So you Google it too. I'm giving you guys 20% off if you use my promo code straight up. Not Stassi, so don't get that one messed up. It's straight up. So that's MacWeldon.com, M-A-C-K-W-E-L-D-O-N.com, and use my promo code straight up for 20% off. Seriously, just like go buy a bunch of stuff in bulk because 20% off is going to go a really long way. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Talking pop culture, reality TV, celebrity gossip, relationships, and more. This is Straight Up with Stassi. All right, ladies. So basically, there are good men out there. We're not alone. We're not doomed. There are dudes like Nigel Barker out there. You're very sweet. Seriously, can you have some more sons? They he, like they could be like you know my fourth or fifth husband. Well, exactly. When well, they he's, become he's, of age, he's about to be eleven right now. So you know, he's got a couple of years. That's fine. Exactly. That's fine. I'm just hope that your wife's okay with it. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> she's a very loving and forgiving woman. That's the other thing. In a great relationship, I got to tell you. My wife has never once questioned anything I've ever done, uh, any photo shoot. It doesn't matter if the model was half naked, fully naked, no matter what. I mean, remember my first photo shoot on America's Next Top Model? Every model was naked in that shoot. It was the Garden of Eden shoot, season two, with all the contestants. I remember that. They were all naked. My wife never once said, and still to say, oh my goodness, they're naked. I can't believe you saw those naked girls or had a problem with that or knows that I work with beautiful women constantly. And it's the most extraordinary thing. She's the least jealous person I've ever met in my life. I'm more jealous. I'm even questioning myself. I'm like, oh, this is all weird. Some of them are all naked. Anyway, but she's just not got that. She's like, no, no, this is the human body. It's a beautiful thing. And, and she herself is stunning, obviously. But her reason why she's really so gorgeous is because of her total confidence and you know lack of jealousy, which, by the way, jealousy has got to be the ugliest thing on the planet. You know, so when you remove yourself from that jealousy, you yourself radiate beauty even more. And, I, you know, and it also will keep those guys in line. Yeah, your wife sounds like a baller. She, you know what? She needs a radio show. Can yeah, we no, get her does. a radio show? So no, that I'd lose her altogether then. She can teach me a few things. Can she come on my show and teach me a few things? She's great. Yeah, she can. She's a, she's a yogi. She has, you should follow her on uh, her Instagram account, at Chin Twins. I absolutely will. They're amazing. She has an identical twin sister. There's two of them, if you can believe it. And they're yogis. And they, I take all the pictures. So there's, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. I mean, they've gone from zero to 55,000 followers in just a year and a half. And, Seriously? Oh, yeah. They're just doing extraordinary stuff. And she's, she's incredible. She's 41 years old. So is her sister, obviously. And between the two of them, they've got five kids. Yet they're in incredible physical shape and, um, and, and very inspiring with all the things they have to say and the yoga that they practice. And it's like, a, it's, you know, it's fitness, but it's also a way of life. I love that you're such a family man. My friend, I, I don't know if you remember doing the show Wake Up With Taylor on CSX. Yes, of course. So Taylor's one of my best friends and I was just with her last night and she's like, you don't understand. He really is like the best family man. He's so proud of his wife and proud of his children and he just wants everybody to do well. And I'm like, God damn, people like that exist. Heck yeah. Men like that exist. Well, that's exactly the reason why I did my show. That's why The Gentleman's Code was about because I knew that, I know guys are like that. I mean, the majority of my friends are that kind of guy but 
that's not the stereotype. And I feel that young men growing up need to have role models to look up to. And half the time they have to realize that it's they're right there next to them. And they just also need to be given permission. Sometimes right. it's just being told it's okay. Right. You know, and you, you don't have to you know, do all the things that you, that you think you have to. Don't follow the, uh, you know, the, the group. Stand out and do your own thing. Uh, and that's a, that's, it, it, it takes bravery to do that. And that's the thing that I think they really think it's, it's easier, perhaps, or perhaps cooler to be w- with all the other kids. But actually, it's far more courageous to stand up and say and take a stand and be like, no, no, I'm going to do it my way. Yeah, you're a wonderful role model. Nigel, I can't thank you enough for doing this show with me. Thank you for having me. I have loved every second of it. I want everybody to go out and uh, watch the top, well, top photographer, and that's on Autorama TV, so on YouTube. That's a YouTube channel. Took me a while to understand that. And uh, listen to Gentleman's Code on Sirius XM thank on you. Tuesdays. At what time again? Between 1 and 2 Eastern. Eastern time. Uh, and go get your books and go buy his furniture. So basically do everything that he's like, go purchase everything that he's doing Let because he's a genius. Please. Uh, <laughs> you will not be sorry. You'll learn a few things. Thank you. It's my pleasure. And your, you. So your Instagram and Twitter is Nigel Barker. Just at Nigel Barker, you guys. All right. Thank you. Thank you.